You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 858 The all new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all electric. See more at kia.com.au and Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. And a very good evening, Sports ASA. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Budget Car and Truck Rental. The number there is 132727. Get on the road faster, 132727. On the weekend in football, certainly about the Brisbane Lions, the Collingwood Football Club and Nord, the three winners. Congratulations there. Melbourne, the reigning Premier, they are out. And good night, Dick, for Melbourne as a welcome. The great man, Malcolm Jack Blight. Blighty, how are you? Good, David. What a lovely little summary you just did of the three winners, and that's what we should be acknowledging, isn't it, though? What'd you make of it? Let's start oh, with the Melbourne game. Yeah. Um, well, there's, there's some interesting stuff. Now, we're going to talk to Sam Fantasia, our producer, a little bit later about the week that was, but he'll mention it then. But I'm going to mention it now, that Melbourne, Melbourne led seven times in the second quarter and lost the game. And by and sometimes, sometimes by, by a good margin. Yeah. Now, also, so I was talking to Sam beforehand, and then I also did some numbers on it, and I went through their last 14 games. After they went from 10, love, they have, in the last 14 weeks, lost eight times. One six. And one six. Wow. That is not premiership stuff, no. David, is it? So we were all looking. We were all looking and waiting for Melbourne to actually come back to their premiership form from last year. And it never happened. I've been saying to you for a couple of weeks, maybe two or three weeks, I've just felt they expected it just to happen, a sense of entitlement, um, almost a bit of smugness about them. When you heard the players speak, I've heard Petraka on 360, I've heard Goodwin speak, I've heard Gorn, like it's just going to happen. We're going to switch the switch and we'll be back where we were last year. They've been playing nothing like last year's form when you look at the results of late last year to what they did. So um, there was no real – look, the surprise to me was that Brisbane – beat them who haven't won 14 times on the MCG. <laughs> and Melbourne had a handy break early again, didn't they? Yeah, and once again, Brisbane, uh, Melbourne had that wood over Brisbane. They only beat them a few weeks ago by 10 or, 10 or so goals. The irony, that was a similar to, to what the Sandful game, wasn't it, with Norwood and the Adelaide no, Crows? Yes. Very similar. Beat them, whacked them by nine goals, and then all of a sudden uh, Norwood bounced back and, and won that one. So it was two very, very similar games with very similar results. It might be un- unfair... Um, to say that about being a sense of entitlement, I just, I just, I did see a little bit of smugness, Malcolm. Now, I suppose if you're reigning premier, you're entitled to do what yeah. you do, and but the results do take care of themselves. On the on the flip side, well, in the Brisbane, and they take on Geelong. I, I, gee, I think Geelong are cherry ripe now. They just squeak their way through over Collingwood. Bearing in mind, Collingwood won. Yeah, it was thir- twelve or thirteen out of fourteen. <laughs> And I don't think Geelong played that well that day, so I'm I'm, I'm bullish on the Cats, and this is their this has got to be their final wrath. They don't do it this year. You'd be losing a lot of players for the Cats, but Brisbane, hey, who knows? Does Danaher come back in? Uh, yeah, I think he's in their best team. McInerney come back in. He's in their best team. 
So that means I mean, four, Darcy Fort four drops out, out. Yeah, and they'll have to get someone else out of there. But I think Danaher has shown. I mean, he's a goal kicker too. Yes, isn't he? yes, he is, and he did kick the winning goal the yeah. week before. Yeah. I mean, a bit lucky and all that. Yeah. But I mean, I think, and and as a coach or as a selection committee, what is your best team? And I think if you keep away from that or go to that, you're going to yeah. be okay. I mean, six foot ten can take yeah. a mark, kick a goal, relieving the ruck, and, and McInerney's there, the number one ruckman. Now, David, um, we heard that little summary of football. We'll come back to football. But I think we just should acknowledge that the world did change over the oh, weekend. yes, yeah. With uh, Queen Elizabeth II passing and uh, all the great things about her and in our life. And whether you're a royalist or a whatever else, I think you've got to acknowledge that what she's done. For, unbelievable. For, uh, un- unbelievable. I can remember singing as a kid in Vale Park Primary School, probably five or six years old, God Save Our Gracious Queen. Yeah. And you, you'd remember even even uh, no. longer. Can, can I tell you something? I remember this. Is, I, I started school when I was four, right? Uh, for all sorts of reasons, but I did. Bit of rain man in that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. In 1954, I remember going to Victoria Park Racecourse in the bus, and there were hundreds of thousands. Oh, how many? How many of the kids were there? The thousands, and watching her wave, and I was a bit mesmerised by the whole thing because I was so young. But anyhow, we all went there, and I remember that clearly. But, and I should also say. Um, there's one person in this studio, David, that's so actually only two of us here, by the way. Yeah, that, that spent some time with our King Charles II. The now, king with the king. Wow. Yeah. Where was that? Uh, uh, the boys will remember this in 1972. Um, they picked a side from Australia to play to Australia it. rules football overseas at the Oval. Was at it? the Oval, correct, Wade, and we played Carlton in exhibition games. Remember, North Adelaide beat them that at the end of the. the that was the one. Was that the one where the guy got knocked out? Was that later? No, that was a bit later. Okay. So I actually in London, I actually roomed with Barry, the great Barry Robran, and there was five other South Australians, or five of us from South Australia, and I will mention their names: Glenn Hewitt, Neil Button, Tony Bergen, Barry Robran, yeah. and myself. Oh. So we played exhibition games in London, Athens, and Singapore. Anyhow, as we played at the Oval, the famous cricket ground at Kennington, uh, they put matting in the ground, which was really a bit strange over the cricket pitches. And anyhow, I had a habit of running out last. So I was actually last person on the line. And then the Prince Charles went down the line because he'd been at Geelong Grammar, so he knew a bit about yeah, the AFL situation. Right. And he came to this little blonde-headed bloke, well, this bloke at the end of the line, and said, well, how do you think you'll go today? And I said, oh, look, I think we'll be fine, sir. With that, I shook a hand so and would, off he walked. So I've actually, so I've actually, twenty-four yeah, himself. 20, Twenty-two. Yeah, he would have been a couple of twenty-four. Yeah. So I actually have spoken to King Charles II, and it's great to see after those lovely words I gave to him that someone listened, and now he's actually now king of the realm. Is that I've, what you say? I thought you were going to um, say knock back a couple of reds with him <laughs> late at night after the game. No, it wasn't quite like that. I was just happened to be on the end of the line, but, and he did say. He, I actually spoke to him. You, so make there you, go. A, you make a wonderful point, and this is a sports show, but the Queen, she just did everything so well. Oh, like, right. And you think with all the things that went on around her, all the distractions, whether it be family or, or whatever, she always handled herself beautifully, didn't she? And uh, I tell you, she was a striking. Oh. I saw some pictures, a thousand pictures of the Queen now, but when she was, you know, first... Um, Okay, Queen, striking woman. <laughs> I just got a text. I'm very sorry. It was Charles the Third. You said second, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. You're going to say you're not that old. No, uh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful is person. That from Patsy? Yes, it was. <laughs> Good on you, Patsy. Yeah, no, Charles the Third. God heaven, how did I do that? Queen Elizabeth the yeah. Second. Charles the Third. Anyhow, I did meet him and did say hello to him, and I did speak to him. But uh, I, I've never heard anyone say a bad word about the Queen, and, and 
and right, rightfully no, so. What a, what a wonderful, um, what a wonderful life. Norwood, um, like you say, we turned turned back the clock two weeks ago. We thought they were down and out. They lost by fifty four points and won yeah. by eleven. I, I got a feeling we, we got Matty Panos a little bit late. I've got the feeling when the the just a slight drizzle came through and things are a bit slippery. The bigger bodies in Norwood took over. Yeah, and yeah, everyone's yeah. been saying the Crows are going to win by this yeah, and that. No, no. But they used to got a lot of kids and they were pushed off the ball. I'll say this for the last time this year because we don't have to say it again now, that all that talk about Port Adelaide and Adelaide being in the sandfall, can, can we just drop it? Just let kids play footy? The rules are there. The deal's done. Just forget about it. It's one of the kids you like. Yeah, in I the know. Oh, yeah. Zach Taylor? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was pretty peddler didn't play too. because so when, Bloody, when you see the little things – that he's done now. We I've only seen him play two or three times this year, but his final series has been outstanding. And he's only a little guy. He's very mm. he's like he's very very small. But you like his ability to sidestep, his yeah. ability to find the ball. What are yeah. you What yeah. are you seeing with him? Well, one of the things is, I mean, really good players see gaps that other people don't. Yeah, you know, that's I mean, true. you know, if you think of all the great players that have played, and some, more unhurried, yeah, just unhurried, slow it down. And and if you think of a guy now. Um, you know, like Connor Rosie, you know, mentioning some of them Port Adelaide. He actually, because he's got speed and ability and knows it. But don't panic. Don't panic. Exactly yeah, right. Let's go to go to Tony. Can we see him? He wants to talk to Malcolm about his career at North. Hi, Tony. Oh, it's lovely to talk to you. Um, Malcolm, I was always very excited when you went to North Melbourne and uh, I was uh, really wrapped. It was just such a great era and an exciting uh, part of your football career. Yes, it was. I um, And this, the story to that is, Tony, I actually signed with North Melbourne when they'd won one game. They were sitting on the bottom of the ladder, just like they are now. And within a couple of three years, we'd played in five, six, Amazing six grand finals. Brown paper bag can do, bloody, isn't <laughs> yes. it? Eh? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I loved my time at Woodville and, and went back there and, and tried to help them too. But yeah, it was uh, just a great time. Time... Hey Tony, we all know life's about timing, you know. Name sick name. It was. Um, we all looked at North Melbourne mm. and then. I couldn't believe it. I was just a fairly young lad then. But name the players that came around the same time as you. I, I think Tony, and I, I thank you for bringing this up. But I didn't. But we. This is a, the best team. You know, in the Hall of Fame, there's an AFL Hall of Fame, which a lot of great players are in. The team yeah. that's the, the the team that's recognised the most. There are eight players in the Hall of Fame played in the 1975 North Melbourne wow. Premiership team. And the coach, Ron Barassi, one, as well. One team. Yeah, one team. So it's the most it's, it's the most decorated, better than Hawthorne, better than Melbourne, better than Collingwood, better than anyone in that team. There are eight Hall of Famers, which is a, it's just an amazing team. Do you have a question, Tony, for Malcolm? Yeah, yeah and also it was wonderful because you had the great Ron Barassi to learn from and you had these dynamic, exciting players from all over Australia to play with. It was such a, a fabulous time of your career that you not only developed as a player and became a magnificent footballer, but you had these wonderful players to play with and the great Ron Barassi. Yeah, yes, indeed, mate. Very yeah, lucky Tony. you were, yeah, yeah, it was. It was um, I turned up on the doorstep at the right time. Now, the only thing with it is that they didn't actually play in a grand final. And this is not my words, and I think you might have heard me say this before. But Barry Cable, the great Barry Cable and myself, he came from Western Australia and I came from South Australia. And we're walking out after one of the grand finals that we'd won and Cabe said to me, well, Bloody, you know, until we got there, which is in 1974, 
uh, they hadn't played in any grand finals until we got there. So they need some interstate help to get them across the line. That's the typical Barry Cable saying. Was that their first grand final? Yeah. Never played in grand final before, though? No. North. Oh, 1950 they got beat. Yeah. Never won one. Never won one. 50 years. So that was Barry talking about the interstate help. Yeah, it certainly was. As we go to the break, uh, Carlos Alcaraz to the young fellow. How good is he? Number one in the world now. One in four sets the US Open. Some of the tennis they played to get there, uh, outstanding. Um, So well done. And also, I'll mention now the young lady, Iga Swiatek. Yeah. Is that a third, third title? Yeah, I think second or third, third. See, I think she's Sam, won three. I think she's won three. And can I just say, and I I mean, it doesn't get the biggest rap as what it should, but the mixed doubles, the Australian pair, Storm Sanders, don't you love that name, Storm Sanders, and John Stormy Pierce. Stormy Summers. Yeah, Stormy Summers. <laughs> I thought you'd go there. <laughs> yeah. And John Pierce won that too. So that, yeah. was, that was terrific that, um, that they won it. Oh, now... I've got to finish this segment yep. on something that, that's gone. There are three things that are gone, mate, and, and, and it's gone. a bit sad. It is a bit sad. What I'm about to say now, we'll go to a break just straight after this. Yeah. Sam, can we? Because Aaron Finch is gone. Had a wonderful career as a one-day player, captain of the team. That's sad, isn't it? Sad when it – Sad, oh, but it's about time. Yeah, yeah, but I know it's a bit sad. Also, as I've already mentioned – the Queen. Queen Queen's no, that, gone. No, that's sad. And, and the third thing, you know, which is right up there, and you can take this the way you like it, you know, I'm probably in a bit different in this, but now in the advertiser there are no comic strips gone from today. Snake and Insanity, Insanity Street, were my two favourite cartoons. I, I, I love the Code Crackers. I love the Crossword. I love the Sudoku. I love all that. But having no Snake or Insanity Streak, as a comic strip in the advertisers now gone. So no peanuts or any of those anymore. No, well, they, they haven't been in there on. for a while. But how sad is that, David? Mm. Three things like that, and and you finish off with no comic strips. I got to finish off with Adelaide Auto. Thanks you for that, Malcolm. Adelaide Auto four by four, fifteen percent off the first purchase. Uh, get fifteen percent off your first purchase until September thirty. That's Adelaide Auto. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. In Nord's Matt Panos not far away uh, for weeks home. Discover different. Now our time for Kia Top 7. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Malcolm, your number seven. My number seven in the Kia Top 7 is Jared Berry from the Queensland... Uh, Queensland from the Brisbane Football Club for the job he did on Clayton Oliver, cutting me out the game and he got all the votes. And that was terrific from uh, Chris Fagan that allowed Cameron Bruce, his assistant coach, to make that move yeah. and, and taken the yeah. glory himself. Good on Mine's um, good to see 90,000 crowd back oh, yeah. at the G and they were roaring. Uh, we saw 90,000 the Geelong Collingwood. We saw 90,000 Collingwood free. I said, well done there. Mine is from the same game. Number six in the Kia Top 7, Jordan Degoe's BOG versus Fremantle in front of 90-odd thousand, David. Yeah, mine's Collingwood. Well done to McRae and co. They're a good side. I mean, the way, and I love the way they play. They're an exciting side to watch. My number five in the Kia Top 7 is Nord's classy win versus Adelaide. I thought it was a good game. My number five is Nord's great win and turnaround <laughs> against the Crow. Great minds think alike. And here we go, into four. Iggy, I'm going to say it again. Iggy, Swear Tech, the US Open win. Well done, young lady. Yeah, I've gone, yeah, Jared, I've gone Berry's roll on Oliver. Oh. I, think, I think turned the game. I had him yeah. a bit higher than you, but 
And his aggression, the ball, outstanding. Well done, Jared Berry. What about this? The new gun. He was coming. Carlos Alcaraz, <laughs> US Open winner. 19. What a freak. Number one in the world. That's a bit like Alcatraz. It's Al- Al- Alcaraz. Yeah. But, you know, he's very – I had um, the young fellow from Nord, four goals, 19-year-old, young lad from Tasmania. What's we'll matter about him? A Bain and Lowe kicked four goals and ended up being a match winner. And my number two in the Kia Top 7 is the AFL. Congratulations for changing the Brownlow date so that we can all participate in some way, shape or form in Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well done. I've got Alcaraz as number two. For 19-year-old to be number one in the world, do what he did and been involved in some terrific matches. He's going to be around a long way. He'll win more than one major. Gee, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Now, my number one in the Kia Top 7, I'm just going to take a slight pregnant... Pause, if you know what I mean by that. Queen Elizabeth II, what an innings. Yeah, yep. Um, yes, you tip your hat to the Queen. She's just been amazing. And and to think that her husband died, what, only a couple of years ago, at the age of 99. 99 yeah, 99 and 96. Uh, my number one is Brutes of Lions. They, two weeks ago, no one gave them a hope mm. in in, uh, in hell. They play Geelong this week. I still probably don't think they can win. But to Chris uh, Fagan... And uh, and the rest of the team, congratulations! Yeah, I think outstanding, and give them any chance. Oh, the they certainly. You know what I found? If you get down to the last four and you win, you're into a grand final. For expert car service, you can book online at repcoservice.com. That's a bit of uh, Malcolm Blight's wisdom. I like that. Uh, and on the other side of the break, going to speak with uh, Nord's Matt Panos, just to see him back and none and a few other players playing well. They take a North Adelaide this week in the grand final at the Adelaide Oval. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for weeks. Weeks homes discover different. And tyre power, footy final sales on right now. Get into your local independently owned tyre power today. Well, Malcolm, we saw Nord a couple of weeks ago get smashed by the Crows and we thought, gee, this could be it for Jade mm. Rawlings and the team. And Crows look so good. Um, then North beat the Crows and Nord beat Glenelg and then follow the yep. Crows again and, and the rest is history into another grand final. And one of the reasons too, I think, is getting a bit of experience back in the team and also uh, a bit of form. And, and Matt Panos, one of those players, he joins us now. Hi, Matt. How are you? Good, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, take us through that from two weeks ago. Um, it was a real, not the fact you got beaten, but the fact you got beaten by nine goals. None of us saw that coming. And to come back from that and make a grand final and be a 50-50 chance, I think, outstanding. What, what turned it around? Oh, yeah, it's probably, um, I guess, a bit of a shock to the system for us as well. Um, got a lot of new guys to the, to Norwood and guys that haven't played at Adelaide Oval and experienced finals and, I guess, a young group. So I think... Um, maybe that sort of overbroad us a little bit. Had a few guys coming back from injury as well that um, after, uh, myself included, after being out for quite a while, coming back into a final and, and the Crows were just on. They were, um, yeah, they were playing so probably one of the best teams I've faced for a long time. They were, um, yeah, playing some really, really good footy and, um, yeah, got, got us around the ball, I think, was the main thing and, and used their runners and they were pretty pinpoint accurate uh, when they went inside 50 when they were kicking goals as well. Yeah, Norwood uh, took three or four players that had had significant injuries into that game. How long do you think it takes to to feel right again? Get You know, not any fitness, but a bit of uh, ball form as well. Uh, probably like a, a game or two, I reckon. Um, 
in finals, everything's a bit more hardened. So it's yeah, a lot more intense as well. But the training we do um, in coming back, a, a couple of us probably could have played the week before, but it was a bit touch and go. So it was probably better at that time of year to be safe. And, you know, if you come back a little bit early and then something happens, it's almost like, you know, the season's done. So, yeah, probably only takes one or two weeks. And I think the guys now, are, you know, have played Adelaide over a few times. Uh, people have got games under their belt as well. So, um, yeah, that form sort of coming back. Uh, Jade Rawlings, obviously your coach. I, I just go back to that. I mean, you get beat by nine goals, as David said. And how did he approach the week? I mean, you can go two ways, of course. You, you can give him a belt or you can actually go through the system and say, like, we can actually get better here, here and here. So how did he actually approach the week leading up to last week's game? Um, well, straight after the game probably started, um, we had a, a pretty long, lengthy chat in the rooms as a playing group and um, that flowed into a to a review session Monday and then that was going into the Glenelg game and obviously we, we got through and played quite well and we knew that um, at our best we had beaten the Crows twice during the year and obviously they got us a few weeks ago and a bit of, you know, if we get back to the basics and... Um, some of, oh, I guess, you know, we pride ourselves on tackling well and being good around the contest. We don't know breaking our tackles and getting it forward. And I think they beat us in clearances quite convincingly, which puts the defenders under a lot of pressure, which is something that we've been really good at the whole year. So it was just a bit of a learning curve, quite a bit of vision and learning wasn't, um, I guess, like a massive pep talk or, he, you know, wasn't getting angry or anything like that. And, and yelling at us, it was more um, yeah about education and learning, and then putting that into to practice. And um, the, yeah, a couple of little, um, oh, I guess like formation changes and tactics that we would have changed over the, over the last couple of weeks as well. Our guest is Matt Panos from Nord. Matt, I thought physically when when the rain came down, I was speaking to Malcolm before we spoke to you, and you looked physically uh, far more intimidating than the perhaps some of the younger crows too pushed off the ball and. Uh, and I suppose North Adelaide are going to be uh, some of the bigger bodies as well. But that really stood out that uh, when the conditions got a bit tough, you mentioned the tackling, I thought Nord started to thrive. Yeah, something we, we pride ourselves on and being good round contested ball and, and tackling. We've got some really strong uh, and big guys in the midfield like Nick Loudon, Nick Roker, um, Jacob Kennelly, Nunny. Like they, yeah, they tackle yeah. really well and really hard as well. So that... Um, you know, brings our game to life a little bit as well. So, yeah, it was something that we focused on, I guess, when it gets a little bit wet and joy. Oh, your ball handling makes, oh, you know, the slippery conditions makes ball handling a little bit harder as well, more people around the ball. And, um, yeah, we are able to absorb them and, and, and uh, make quite a few tackles. I think we had 100 and something in the end, which is a lot for a game. Yeah. Matty, you, you certainly have good memories of the last grand final in, uh, well, 2014, I should say, when you won the Jack Odie medal for best on ground and all that. So you, you'd feel pretty comfortable at your age. I mean, you know, you're a young veteran now. You, you'd be looking forward to just getting another crack at this. Oh, absolutely. Um, a young veteran, a young veteran that's, a, that's a nice <laughs> way to put it. Um, oh, it's just amazing to be playing playing finals and I've had a pretty hard couple of years where I haven't really paid, played much and missed all the last year and even this year I've had a few injuries. So um, just, yeah, personally, I'm really grateful and, and happy to be to be playing no matter, I guess, what happens. Obviously, we're going to have a fair crack at it and it's going to be a great challenge playing, you know, probably the best, they've been the best team all year. Um yeah, so for us, it's just about getting to business and, and having a good week on the track and preparing as well as we can for Sunday. Gee, you had a good rehearsal 
on the weekend. I mean, Adelaide looked started to get in control, kicked three quick goals, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in the middle and and got some ball out of there, mate. Yeah, they um, they were pretty hot early as well, and um, you know were able to sort of wrestle it back a little bit in the first quarter, and then they got away and. Um, yeah, I, I go through the middle a little bit and even down back if needed. So a bit of uh, playing everywhere. So, yeah, we were able to get a few clearances, which was good. And, um, you know, big Luke Sermon, Ben Jarvis, Connor, they were clunking some in the first half in particular and, and kicking straight, which got us into the game again. Bruce has got a lot of um, very good players, but I saw the Harrison Wiggs game against the Crows. Um, he did what he liked across halfback flank, and he's got that you know, exquisite left foot kick and kick at 50, 60, 70 metres. Is, will there be a, a plan there to try and curb him? Because, I mean, sometimes just little things like that can can really turn a game. And he had a massive game against the Crows. Oh, yeah, he did. I think he had 40 and kicked that goal from about 60 on the boundary, <laughs> uh, which was incredible. Um, oh, their whole midfield's elite. They've got um, Wiggy, Aaron Young just won the McGarry. Coombe won the McGarry a couple of years ago. Andrew Moore, so... Um, I'm not sure what what we'll do plan planning wise, but um, yeah, they're they're so strong across yeah the whole midfield. Mitch Harvey in the ruck as well they can get dangerous when he goes forward. Do so, you tag though uh, at all, Matt? Do you tag? Have you got a tagger in the team? Oh, we have in the past, um, but yeah, whether it happens on on Sunday, I'm not sure. Now, the last time you played Adelaide, I thought Kieran Strawn was nearly best on ground, and Harry played one of his really bad games. Harry Boyd, that is, the ruckman, played one of his really bad games. But, geez, he bounced back last week and he's bounced back again against the Crows, this time against Strawns, who was who was, vir- was very, very quiet, actually. So, Boyd, he's done a pretty good job on him. Yeah, oh, he's ultimate professional. He works so hard um, off the field and on the field. He's, he's turned into a great leader around the club, um, a really lovable guy. And, yeah, he probably had his colours lowered but boss joining a couple of weeks ago, which was rare because Boydie's had such a good year. Um, he's played really consistent, really well, pretty much every game. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a focus going into Glenelg, and he played really well. And I think, he, yeah, there was a bit in him wanting to to get a bit of a revenge from two weeks ago. And yeah, he stood up for us really, really well. Last week, Dave and I had the opportunity to speak to Nick Rokar, um, who, who spoke really lovely and uh, his his little journey to the Norwood Football Club, along with a teammate he played with as a kid, Harry Boyd. They haven't been too bad pickups. You, you want to give your recruiting staff a bit of a kick, a bit of an interest, uh, 10% increase or something for next year. Hey, <laughs> they, they, haven't they been terrific for you? Yeah, they might have to get a bit of a pay rise. Oh, no, those, yeah, those two in particular have been sensational. Um, Harry particularly this year, obviously, Rokes had, had a great year and, came second in McGarry, but he's been at the club for a few years and, and starting to become one of the premier players or midfielders in the competition. Um, we've got a lot of guys that are that are new to the club since um, Twig's come on board over the last two years. Um, so, yeah, a lot of a few guys from Tassie, a few from Melbourne as well, but um, those two in particular have been standouts over the last sort of 24 months. Yeah, actually, we interviewed Jade early in the year. Did he say there were 16 new faces? I think so, yeah. Yeah, but, I think yeah. that was the number. That's a massive change, uh, isn't it? Yeah, we had, yeah, well, it was a huge change, probably even more. Um, I mean, 18. Yeah, we've yeah, we had yeah a lot of change. I guess we probably had a bit of an ageing list um, come sort of 2020, 2021, um, guys that had been around and not players for quite a long time. And um, when there's a new coach and change, there's 
um, personnel changes, coaching changes, admin, all that sort of stuff as well. Um, but yeah, last year seemed to be just almost like the tipping point um, where guys maybe had held on or maybe retired early or um, whatever it might have been. But yeah, last year just seemed to be the um, yeah tipping point with uh, a lot of change and 18 or 16 guys coming back in. Um, but most of the teams had you know now two years of the structure, the game game plan, how you want to play, which often takes time with a new coach. Just before you leave us, uh, Bain and Lowe, four goals. Um, he's still only 19 to do what he did. And it just seemed every time he got the ball in that little purple patch, he kicked a goal. But a real game breaker. Um, good for the young lad, but more particularly for, for Norwood in, in winning the game. Oh, absolutely. He's, um, yeah, another quality player from Tasmania. So another young kid that's come over and, and moved his life to, to play for Nord, which is uh, amazing for us. And he was, yeah, incredible. He's really good in front of goals. He can he can take a mark. He's fast. He can um, get it on the deck as well. So he's, um, yeah, turned into a really important player. And I guess in finals, there's moments or quarters or games where different people stand up. And I think he kicked two or three in the last quarter to basically set up the win for us. And uh, tell Jack Hurd, Blighty and I, we're trying to get him picked up by an AFL club. I think his, his last few <laughs> weeks, outstanding. It's good to see a, a young defender back himself in, can take a mark. Uh, he reads the ball so well, but still only 22. Um, I, I think he's got a real future and perhaps can go higher. Oh, absolutely. He's been absolute star for us this year and has shown his quality over the last few weeks, um, whether that's defending one-on-one or coming across the pack, taking Mark. He was really agile as well. Um, you know, he's just taken his game to a new level this year. And, you know, if he gets a crack at AFL, that would, that would be amazing. He's such a good kid, really intelligent on and off the field and, and uh, one of the boys' favourites, that's for sure. Yeah, well done making the grand final. Let's hope it's a big crowd down there. It's a Nord and North, a repeat of, what, 2018 and uh, looking forward to a massive game. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Matt Panos, uh, yeah, he's missed a lot of footy, uh, but he's an integral part, isn't he? Yeah, and, and actually had some important moments in the game, didn't he? Oh, he's yeah. like a good, experienced yeah. player. Yeah. Just did some really good things at the right time. I think to have him a nun back in the side, with, you know, the experienced yeah, yeah, heads, a yeah. captain, really yeah. good. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you out. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you can win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. AFL Finals Week 2 wrap for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. They've been that for 21 years in a row. How's that bloody number one selling side-by-side brand 21 years in a row, Polaris. Yeah. What, what do you make great, of that? I think it's a great brand for the last 21 years. Well, let's welcome our producer. Does a great job in producing this show, Sam Fantasia. And Sam, uh, another pretty good week of finals. I thought perhaps the last one was a bit of a non-event. Yeah, I thought there were two good games of football over the weekend and uh, only one of them was in the AFL. AFL, yeah. Yep. Yep. I thought the uh, Norwood versus Adelaide game on Sunday was fantastic. Um, keeping my biases aside. Um, but I, we kicked it off on Friday night with Melbourne versus Brisbane. Melbourne coming from behind and um, kicked it off very nicely with the Delta Goodrum national anthem. Yeah, she was good, I must admit. But you made a great point how the fade-outs, and we spoke about that earlier, the fade-outs of uh, the Demons, they've been in front so many times. Seven and, times this season. Now, 
no Darren Burgess, but uh, Simon Goodwin denying the fact that it was it was fitness uh, based. Fitness. Yeah, I thought that was just. I think Malcolm yeah. rolled his eyes. When you get run over all the time, I think it's got something to do with fitness. But... Well, it probably has a bit. I mean, I've always felt and this. This sounds funny, but always felt when you're two goals down at half time or or you're struggling in the second quarter, you as a coaching group or a coach have to do something at half time to make it all unchanged. You know, to because it's not working. Yeah. So whatever plan you're going with is gone. So at half time, you get the chance to readjust. And I just got a funny feeling that Simon Goodwin, because of what they've been through, they've got the premiership, there's a group that he trusts. Up by a couple of goals. He just says, well, they'll get us out of it. In the meantime, the other coach has actually made some subtlety changes. And like last week with the Brisbane, getting up is the same reason. They made the subtle changes, people people playing on different people, and all of a sudden the scoreboard goes. I love the ferocity of Berry. I mean, Oliver's hard. Oliver's a hard nut, Mm. but Malcolm Berry, he went in hard, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And obviously, he got the votes from the coaches. And I think that's what it's mean. I mean, they had a tagger, well, sort of a tagger, but then he, it did. He got work. ball, too. Oh, no, yeah. He got ball. Oh, yeah, he did, too. Kicked a goal, too. So, yeah, no, I know. I just think sometimes you sit on your hands as a coach because you think it's going all right. And I think uh, this year, probably Simon and the group, they've, they've been caught out a little bit. How much of that is, do you think, is hunger after winning last year's you know, flag, becoming the hunted rather than the hunters? Yeah, I, I've never found that to be. Uh, a case because yeah. when you're playing, all you see ball get ball. Do you know what I mean? Now, in the lead up to the week, you think, geez, we've had a good run. We've beaten this mob by 10 goals yeah. twice in a row, yeah. whatever. They've lost 14 you know, in a row yeah. in MCG. So, look, you, you might go there and you ju- although, see, they still got in front. Now, what you think when they came back, you might think, oh, we're going to still be okay here. We're going to be all right because we've beaten them by 10 goals. And all of a sudden, you only, yeah. need, you only need two or three players just not to crack in, and I mean crack in and really crack in, uh, I, and, and, and it changes quickly. I just feel they've had a sense of entitlement. I've said this yeah. for a while now. There's something about Melbourne that it's, it's going to come good. I mean, Goodwin hasn't changed his tack, and that's, he's a premiership coach, but I feel some of the players uh, perhaps think they're a little bit better than some of the others. I don't know, Malcolm. David, as I said at the start of the show, I went through it today over the weekend, actually, in the last 14 games that Melbourne played, they lost eight and only won six. That's not premiership stuff, is it? In any year. Yeah, they kept on peddling the theme, we'll be right, we'll be right, but often you're not all right, are you? No, no, absolutely not. Uh, Just quickly, Jared Berry gets off tomorrow night, you reckon, downloaded from intentional to careless. You can't give him, when you've got your throat, you know, you can't breathe in that. You can't even see his eyes, yeah. If he could, he might have reached out for the Jets crackers there, Blotty. Just get him off, but <laughs> hey, he, he couldn't. That, that happened a bit too in the old days, mate. Wish they had close-ups of that in the old days. <laughs> uh, Saturday night, the Pies beat Fremantle 79-59. to 59. I thought the chatting to Malcolm off air, the game was won in the first quarter. The... Yeah. Never looked like losing, did they? No. no. Three, four goals up. I was, I was talking to Sam about it. I've seen so many finals. I reckon 80 85%, a massive number. If you get, other than the Melbourne game, of course, if you get that three or four goal break early in the game, it seems to just yeah. transgress all through the game, doesn't it? They've just got you for that 10 or 15 minutes. And, and they kicked three late goals, yeah, sure. didn't they? Yeah. I mean, the game was over. Yeah, it yeah. never, ever looked like winning. In fact, no. they were they're pretty disappointing. But the manic pressure of Collingwood, um, the Crays playing exciting footy, but they also do the little things right, the, the tackling and the shepherding and the blocking and the hard running. That's what they do. Well, and the coaches gave Jordan Ngoi the votes. And... Mate, when he kicked that goal, it was a step and a half. Bang, wasn't it? It was just powerful, yeah. powerful, right when they needed it. You're a right. big fan of Darcy Moore, aren't you? Oh, Do you yeah. The amount of times he comes in yeah, and intercepts. Jeps, yeah. 
Very yeah, good and team. he's a good mark too. I mean, that's why I like him. He actually, a bit like you, David, you could do both market and well, check. defenders. You got to read the ball, don't you? Yeah, that, absolutely. That's part of the part of the thing. But absolutely. he was good. But McRae, I mean, seriously, I mean, perhaps they weren't as bad as they. 17th showed last year. Well, they weren't, were they? That's where that's where they finished. That's where they landed. Um, but what they're playing more attacking footy than Of course Nathan they are. Buck, and and I think what, what actually happens, and I, you know, I won't tell you the discussion I had with Nathan Buckley some years ago, but, I mean, eventually you've got to free blokes up to play footy. Now, if you're going to highlight everything about team defence, that's it's all going to be about yeah. defence. So you give tack, you almost give the attack away. You've always said you only need to kick one more point Opposition, yeah. yeah. That, I reckon always, it, actually every game this year, actually bar one, which was a draw, they've all been the same. When I think about it, you coached a lot like you played. You're very attacking football. A lot of the the other coaches have been, you know, the back pockets, the halfback flankers, uh, mm. their first point. Mind you, mm. Nathan Buckley wasn't like that, but he he coached defensively. Mm. Mm, okay, mm. that's a mm. 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 Um, interesting uh, couple of talking points as well I wanted to touch on. Uh, the Dockers at the start of the year, we predicted them to go 8-2 and two after the first 10 rounds. Just be a, a watch for next year to see what their fixture brings and whether they'll have as an impressive year. They need a couple of forwards. Tabiner yeah. let him down when he played and when he didn't play. They need him up and firing. And Mate, they're going to lose a they're going to lose half a dozen players if you read everything mm. you can see. Lob looks like he's gone. Uh, we, you, know, you can't rely on Fife anymore. Um, the young kid, I thought, looked okay up for you. He's only playing second and third game. He might be okay. But they need to bring another player in the, into Fremantle. But I, 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 he's a good coach. I, I, when you look through their side, they haven't got a lot of stars. They've got their back line right, I think. Yeah, their back line. You, young and you, Clark. You've seen all the names. I've got them here. I could read them. Oh, oh Akers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's heaps Lob. of them. Yeah, all of them. There's six names being bandied around. I, I, I just I, I thought, wow. Oh, Griffin Logue. Griffin Logue. I'll give yep. you three. Yeah. And I'm running out of uh, no, keep, ideas. No, no, no. You keep going. So do you think they'll expect them to improve again next year? Or I, no? I think they'll probably stay about the same rung of the ladder because they'll have a harder draw. They don't have the brilliance of, of the uh, Geelong or even Melbourne, the match winners, those guys. And Sydney. Sydney got match winners too and, yeah. and Collingwood. You see, you're right. They'll... And um, a great career by David Mundy as well. Oh, oh yeah. Well he could done. have gone on. Yeah, well done. I think he wanted to, Malcolm. I think he, he wanted did to go too. on. I think he got the tap, tap, tap on the shoulder. But, yeah, um, great I'd player. Also looking forward to see how the uh, Pies go on the smaller SCG with their manic coast-to-coast sort of game style. Remember, they, that was the only game they lost. In a whole big run yeah. of all those wins by less than a goal or ten. No, I think the record at Sydney's okay. Not, not, oh, the Swans have won nine and lost two. If my quick numbers before are correct, at the oh, this year, yeah, I'm not sure about. I think Collingwood, have, Collingwood are one of the few teams that seem to play away very well. Mm. You know, they they've upset Brisbane. They've gone. They smashed Fremantle in Perth this year. So they beat Adelaide. They beat uh, Port Adelaide. So they play away pretty well. Yeah. Uh, just quickly, the sand for a weekend result. The all-new mm. Kia Nero available in hybrid and all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. You're pointing at Malcolm? Yes. <laughs> uh, um, Norwood, congratulations. And we've, uh, as we know, we spoke with Matt Panos earlier. And, look, it was a good solid win, a great turnaround, a great turnaround from the club that had been whacked two weeks beforehand by the same team. And I've seen this happen many, many times. One, yeah. one gets – they don't mean to get ahead of themselves, but they're pretty confident yeah. about what they're about to do. And all of a sudden, this brick wall comes up against you. And you think, hang on, this wasn't as hard last time we played them. What's going on? It was and that's in a whole observation. It's very even, isn't it, oh, the game? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm struggling to pick a winner. I think Nord have 
progressing in North Adelaide. Obviously, you have the week's rest, and they've probably beaten each other during the year. So it's And I think what it will do is get an extra 10,000 people to the game, which, you know, all these whinges about the Crows, well, there you go. You got what you wanted, they're out. But uh, I think the crowd, you know, they, they could get thirty to 35,000, I think, North Nord. Yep, I yeah, think it's great. Uh, That'll be an interesting game. I, I'm still impressed with North Adelaide's pace. You know, there's speed through the ground, over the ground. Some big bodies too. It's yeah. um, whereas the Crows had the uh, younger bodies, but yep, should be a great grand final. I think uh, Zach Taylor should be a walk-up start to the Crows' best 22 next year. He's Malcolm's impressive. boy. Malcolm's yeah. jumped on early. Yep. Uh, Baden Lowe was impressive. He spoke about with uh, Matt Panos before. Macasey, I thought, showed just a little bit. You know, yeah, I one, thought one he, more I, year on his deal. He did a couple of brave things, but they were lucky kicks. Mm. You know, they weren't lead out, take a big strong mark. They were seem to be fumbly kicks. And the other peddler not playing, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, one play never makes that much difference. But I, I thought it was disappointing. Didn't get to see him at that, you know, that next yeah. final level. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all from me. Thank you, boys. Great stuff, uh, Sam Fantasia there. Lumo SA powering local footy and fans in South Australia. A switch to Lumo today. Malcolm, that's it for us. That's the start of the week. Monday is gone. You and I are going to hit a few golf balls tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow night between 6 and 7. Bye for now. Bye, David. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.